This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. More tariffs could be facing imported steel and aluminum. President Donald Trump tweeted this morning that he plans to immediately impose the duties on steel and aluminum imported from Brazil and Argentina. Trump said the two countries are presiding over a massive devaluation of their currencies and encouraged the Federal Reserve to take similar action. Should the two countries decide to retaliate on American ag products, which other countries have done in response to Trump's steel and aluminum tariff strategy, it could spell trouble for access to the two South American giants. According to the Department of Agriculture's Foreign Agricultural Service, Argentina imported nearly $900 million worth of U.S. ag goods in 2018. That number is a 659% increase over a decade ago, with much of that growth coming in the last few years. Brazil's American ag imports topped $600 million last year, making them the 33rd largest export market in the world. U.S. ag exports there have been mostly consistent over the last decade outside of a large spike a few years ago, but are overall down 10% since 2008. For more on the situation, check out Bill Thompson's story on agripulse.com. Congress is back in town this week, and it's crunch time on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. AgriPulse's Ben Nolley has more. Senate Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley of Iowa pressed House Democrats from the Senate floor today to reach a deal with the Trump administration on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement before the end of the week. If a deal cannot be reached by the end of this week, I do not see how the U.S.-MCA can be ratified in the year we're in. As it is, the window of opportunity for 2019 is extremely tight. Now is the time for the Democrat-controlled House of Representatives to finally act so that we can act here in the United States Senate. Speaking at the United Nations Climate Conference in Madrid Monday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was hopeful for a conclusion on USMCA, but noted she still had issues with enforcement language on labor standards. It's been over a year since U.S., Canadian, and Mexican officials signed the agreement. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. The leader of an upper Midwest farm credit cooperative says government programs are playing a big role in producer balance sheets this year. Rod Hebrink is the president and CEO of Compere Financial, which operates in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Illinois. He says the Trump administration's trade aid payments were the difference for many operations between profit and loss. You know, I think going into this uh, cycle, we were seeing government payments of various types representing 10 to 15 percent of, of overall farm income. This year, it's likely to be about 30 percent, and it isn't necessarily because you know, we've ramped up so many government programs. The income levels have come down. We're talking about $16 billion of market facilitation payments. That's been the difference for many of these operations being able to generate a modest loss to a modest profit versus a loss that may have threatened their viability. He says crop insurance is helpful but has its limits. The design of crop insurance is it's it's not meant to guarantee anyone a profit along the way. And as price levels ratchet down, those guaranteed revenue levels that are part of, of crop insurance ratchet down along with it. So, you know, the safety net each year gets a little lower in that respect. Overall, he says the current state of the farm economy falls short of the issues producers and lenders faced in the 1980s. He says those years taught lessons that still shape farm balance sheets today. 
Leverage can be your friend when everything is going well, but it turns around really quickly when you're going through some challenging times. And so it's to not get overextended, to use that cash. Also, the importance of liquidity in operations. Because if you run out of cash, you're out of business. And so you have to make sure that you're, you're structuring your finances in a way that ensures that you have enough liquidity to meet the day-to-day obligations that you have as an operation. To hear more from Hebrink, check out this week's open mic on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.